Well, hello and welcome in again to the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harland. I am your co-host, Brian Brown. Mike, we've got an exciting podcast today. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Yeah, we are, as always, not as always, but most of the time, we're ensconced here at the top of the Lifeway Tower. And we still are. We are. The B.B. McKinney Studios festooned for the holidays. Festooned they look lovely. for the holidays. Uh, yes. If you only knew how untrue that <laughs> yes. was. Uh, but, but we are still excited, even th- uh, despite the lack of Christmas decorations in the room today. Day because of a, a special guest we got to interview. Festooned for the holidays. <laughs> well, I've been I've have been you lost up, your mind? Been reading up. In the I dictionary. guess you have. I guess uh, you have. But but we were we had a chance to talk to the new president of Lifeway recently. Yep. Uh, a conversation that you've been wanting to have with Ben Mandrell, right? New president and CEO yep. of Lifeway Christian Resources for a long time, and so we've got a couple of podcasts here back to back that yep. are going to encompass that conversation. Yeah. So this first recording we're gonna, we're about to play for our friends is uh, just an introduction. I wanted the people that listen to us talk about worship ministry to know Ben Mandrell, our new president of Lifeway. Mm-hmm. So it was a real treat for us to get him into the studio. And uh, Brian, with your blessing, <laughs> uh, we'll go into the festooned yes. uh, B.B. McKinney studio and listen to a conversation that we had with Ben Mandrell, our new president. I'm very excited to welcome to the Worship Life podcast audience our new president, Dr. Ben Mandrell. And you love those titles, don't you? (laughs) It's so weird when people call me doctor. (laughs) I know, I know. Because you can't write a prescription for anything. Yeah, no, I can't. But you know what? Uh, I didn't mean to start there. But what I want to do in this podcast is introduce you to the audience that we serve. Lifeway serves so many leaders in so many churches uh, but there's part of that world that we serve directly with worship resources, and I want them to know who you are. I'm excited to be on this podcast. My my love is the local church, has yeah. been for many, many years, and I think at the very heart of the church is music in so many ways yeah. and yeah. Uh, affects everything yeah. across the the. The landscape of local church. So what you guys do matters. I, yeah. I love talking well, to you guys about this stuff. And you know, Ben, you and I first met. Uh, how many years ago was that? Was that like eight years ago? Seven, yeah. eight years, something like that. Yeah, you that. invited me to a worship week. Yeah. It was great. Uh, ben, you brought your family. Lindley, your wife fun. came with you, and you you were our prime speaker at worship week at Ridgecrest. And and I don't know. I of course, if I had known then. Hey, eight years from now, this guy's going to be your president. I don't. Did I treat you okay? You were, you were, you were very kind. Okay. I mean, did it look like I knew what I was doing? No, I mean, it was I'm kind great. of different. It was. I, I really, truly had a fantastic experience yeah, at Worship Week. Yeah, and we did too. And so, you and I've, I think we've talked a couple of times, off and on here and there since then. But I've got to tell you, not to, not to just uh, patronize you here, but I want our audience to know that. Based on the, what I knew about you already and what I connected with you in that week that you served with us um, when I heard the name. Because uh, it was a mystery. I mean, you know that. But yeah. nobody here at Lifeway had any idea who our new president was going to be. It was in incredibly it, top secret i've never known lifeway it to be was like, crazy yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, brian you've been at lifeway 20 a how long many? time a long 27 time. Eight so how, yeah. how good has lifeway been at keeping secrets not terrible they're, they're terrible at keeping secrets <laughs> i knew tom rainer a year before he got well maybe not that long you knew yeah. tom rainer yeah. before he came yeah. Yeah. all right but this one yeah it was amazing it how was well, a secret how well so they kept it under when i heard your name i've got to tell you i was i immediately i didn't think of you <laughs> don't take that the no, wrong way i didn't think of me either <laughs> <laughs> but when i heard your name i was not disappointed i That's was good. excited to have a pastor coming so so ben mandrell coming to the music city when you hear mandrell in nashville 
someone else comes to mind. Well, Barbara, if you're listening, I'm still waiting for the call. <laughs> no, I am. I think somewhere up in the family tree, related to the Mandrell sisters, my grandfather has the 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 tree at home and has shown me where the branches That's connect. That's awesome. Because if you say here in Nashville, our new yeah. president Ben Mandrell, sure, uh, is he kin to Barbara? That's right. What you'd hear people say. Ben, uh, you're a pastor at heart. I am. So to help introduce you to our audience, tell us a little bit of the story. I, I know some of your story, but start wherever you want to start. Maybe, you know, when you were a young person and you first sensed God's call on your life. But but tell our folks a little bit of your journey that, that brings you to Nashville. Yeah, I mean, C.S. Lewis's autobiography was surprised by joy. I think yeah. mine would be surprised by ministry. Yeah. Uh, I never thought I would be a pastor. I was a biology chemistry major in college. Always loved school, loved reading, loved books. Yeah. And then my senior year of college just began to have that moment of panic of there's <laughs> nothing in this field that really excites yeah. <laughs> me. And yet I don't want to be in college for nine years. Yeah. And so went ahead and got my, my undergraduate in science, but then really began to develop a heart for scripture. I had always, since the time I'd become a Christian as a child, began to really develop a love for the Bible. And so when I met my wife, we got married, I said, I think I want to go to seminary. I don't think it's to be a pastor. I just think I really want to know the Bible better and teach it. And I I saw myself, I think, on a college campus discipling college students, because I do think that, that, that 18 to 23 year range, man, you're making huge life decisions. And I always thought that'd be a great kind of phase of life to enter into. And so my first gig was as a college pastor and I worked part-time as a campus ministry person at Union University, West Tennessee, and then slowly kind of gravitated into the local church because the church I was attending had the need for a college guy. And they hired me on to be the college pastor part-time. And from there, you know, it would take a long time to tell you the story, but basically I began to fall more and more in love with the local church and felt like that was where I want to give my life. And that was and, 20 and years you, ago. And you eventually pastored that church, right? I eventually transitioned into the senior pastor role. And things are going great. It was and, great. And having a great ministry there. And then you have a divine interruption yeah. that redirected your whole story. Tell us a little bit about yeah. the journey from pastoring a great, great church, solid ministry, going great, and then... It totally changed. Well, it's hard to find churches that transition leadership well from an older patriarchal pastor to a younger pastor. It happened in West Tennessee in 2007 when Phil Jett, the pastor of Inglewood, came and uh, allowed me to co-pastor with him for a year. And then we we officially passed the baton. And I led that church for another seven years and thought I would stay there the rest of my life. Of course, I think you go into any ministry, you need to go with the mentality, I'm going to be here the rest of my life. Yeah. And so... When when God began to lay on my wife and I's heart the missionary call, which really yeah. surprised us. We never saw ourselves becoming missionaries. We began to develop this heart to step outside our comfort zone and to do something different. Church planting became part of the conversation. Yeah. And then so we signed on with the North American Mission Board and just very abruptly resigned our church and went with our kids a thousand miles west to plant mm. a church in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, that was five years Just ago. The, 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 the bastion of Christian uh, church <laughs> world out there yeah. in Denver, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's very few options. Yeah, that's so, amazing. Storyline is the name Story of Storyline Fellowship was what we called it, and yeah. uh, it was one of the most How'd sweet. How did you come up with that name? Yeah, it came from Acts chapter 17 when Paul says, from one man God made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he has determined the time set for them in the exact places where they should live. We use that as a key verse on how to train people for relational evangelism. 
Hmm. That God has given you a set time and a set place to live, and you live on a street for a purpose, and you are the pastor of that street. Hmm. And so we're not going to have just people going out on Sunday night doing visiting. We're all going to do visiting on our streets, and we're going to do evangelism together. And it worked. Hmm. So that was that was kind of the foundation of it. All right. So five years there, right? Was Mm -hmm. it five Mm -hmm. or so? And and uh, the whole church planning thing. So that means you know a whole lot about setting up chairs and moving tables (laughs) and figuring it out. So I would say this. it really bonds people together. Oh, it does. Uh, when we lost the setup and teardown thing, you could feel a loss of relational equity. Something? Wow. Just because when you're doing stuff together all the time, you're just growing relationships. Yeah. So that was huge for us. We honestly look back on that. Even though it's getting up early, and especially in Denver, it's snow. Yeah. Uh, schools are never set up the way they say they're going to be set up. Yeah. And yet we just, in church planning, what's fun about it is you just embrace the mess of it. And yeah. every Sunday is going to be an adventure. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> And then you, like you yes. said, and and every single person that can pick up anything and move anything anywhere else is needed. So everybody mm-hmm. in the body is at, at working. And it's a great place healthy. to plug people in who feel like their spiritual gifts don't fit in the life of the church. Yeah. Amen. Uh, so I, we, we would say that was one of the big reasons we were successful. And wherever they are in their spiritual journey, too. It might yeah. be somebody that's a brand new Christian, wants to do something, doesn't know what to do. And, but anybody can set up the table or, the, or mm-hmm. the, the preschool area or whatever's needed. So watching Storyline become what it became and what it is still becoming, uh, then you get another kind of phone call that, and another divine <laughs> interruption. Yeah. To tell us about that that day when when the word Lifeway came across your mind. Yeah, to this day, the most shocking disruption in my life was mm. we had just moved our church plant into a new facility, into a facility, and we were living the, the dream. Yeah, you, y'all were like looking forward to <laughs> that day. Yes. It was like we had just come into the promised land, yes. and God had just given us the city. And it was so much fun. We loved our building. We got to yep. we got to design it. We I mean it was ours. Yeah. And the church, of course, when you move into a new facility, tons of visitors. Yep. Everything's growing. Everything's exciting. And then I get this call from the search committee for Lifeway. Yeah. And my first reaction was, of course, well, you got the wrong guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not oh, in a wow. season or a time. Uh, where I'm ready to pick up and leave mm. this thing. And so it was really easy out of the flesh just to say, hey, I'd love to maybe think about someone I could recommend. Yeah. Uh, and then, as I've shared other times, I, I am an amazing sleeper. Mm-hmm. I have no problem sleeping anytime, anyplace. Yeah. I stopped sleeping. You stopped sleeping. Starting that night, 45 days in oh a row at 3.30 a.m., I'm standing at the alarm clock asking God, why am I awake? Yeah. And there was this deep gravity around Lifeway. Yeah. As if he was calling me to be a part of something he was about to do, and it was more than me wanting a promotion. Because I can assure you, and I've shared this with you, Mike. There, yeah. I think a call away from the local church is not a promotion. Yeah, I agree. Very I, true. We share that. Yeah. <laughs> and so it wasn't me wanting to do something bigger than the local church. It was just, you know, I think all of us, if we're really reading our Bibles, we regularly have to say, Lord, whatever you want me to do. Wherever you want me to go, I mean mm-hmm. it. Just send me and I'll go. Yeah, we're we're. In, I, I tell people I'm in sales, not management, and yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, I can't tell you the the times. See if this resonates with you, Ben. When I look back over my church experience and then the experience I had of coming to Lifeway, which bears some similarities, to what you, I the Lord never let me move when I wanted to. Yeah, it was always when I was settled. 
when I was at ease, when I was and ministry has always pursued me. I've never pursued it. I've never had to make a place to go. I've I've been drawn to something, not not trying to pursue something, but I've been drawn to something. That was my experience here. I, I have always loved that passage in James yeah. when he says, listen, you who yeah. think you're going to go to this city <laughs> yeah, and exactly. make a little money. Yeah. And, uh, Isn't that good? I read that and I'm so convicted because yeah. we all have this beautiful plan yeah. for our life yeah. and we yeah. know exactly where we're going to be we five years out. from now. Yep. We don't have a clue what's going to happen tomorrow no. or what God's going to do in our life or no. how everything could radically change in a second. Uh, and so the humility that God has brought into my life over the years, I think one of the hardest things for me in resigning my church is that I, I had told those people with full integrity oh, yeah. that I'm going to die here, Yeah, that I'm going to be buried here. There's no greater joy for me yeah. than the joy of pastoring you. Yeah. And I meant it. Yeah. So you kind of forgot that James scripture during that part. I will not do that ever again <laughs> because I, my heart was in the right place to encourage them. Because when you plant a church, the thing they ask you is, are you going to be a oh, perennial yeah. church planter? Are you getting this thing going? And then you're going to pick up and leave and start yeah. another church. And it, it scares people because they sure. want they want you to stay. And so I feel like I wanted to encourage them as their as the shepherd. And so I probably said too much. Yeah. Hey, before we go much further, now that we've got Ben to Lifeway, which is good, uh, and we want to <laughs> talk here. a little more He's about here. that. Yeah. He's here. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we come back here a little bit yep. more from Ben Mandrell. Hey, you may not know that Lifeway Music is now available through all your favorite streaming platforms. You can find us on Spotify, Pandora, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Napster, Apple Music, SoundCloud. Wherever you're streaming music, you're going to find Lifeway Worship content. We have everything from scripture songs to the top 100 worship songs. You choose the platform and just search for the musical artist Lifeway Worship and you'll find our content there. We've already experienced over a million streams and we just launched recently. We'd love for you to be a part of that. So if you're looking for great music on your favorite streaming platforms, great Christian content, search for Lifeway Worship, find our set list, and we think you're going to love what you hear. All right, we're back on the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harlan, interviewing our new president and CEO, Ben Mandrell. And Ben, I think you had, had uh, Mike, you had taken Ben all the way here to Lifeway, he's, I he's, he's in Nashville <laughs> at this point. We, in we're we're kind of reliving studio. the story. But, yeah. but let's draw a couple of things of application, because we're our audience is primarily church leaders and yeah. guys that that sometimes get in those seasons of they think they need to move or wondering how long they'll be somewhere what, what's the right disposition for that guy that, that's in a ministry assignment? You know, how do you get up every day and keep in balance this sense of maybe I should be somewhere else or not? What's what's that? Yeah, that's a process? great question. Yeah. I mean, really, the question that people wrestle with is when do you know it's time when to do you go? Know? Yeah. Man, do you have the answer? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're the president. I just. I would say it this way. There, there is this sense of, of just gravity around it where it becomes a situation where i think i might be disobedient if i stay yeah and and you begin to feel a convictional sense of you know i tell these people every sunday to follow the lord's calling and and do what god calls you to do but if i'm not willing to do that you know at what point is the holy spirit going to lead my life because i'm not obedient any longer and so that's where that's where I really wrestled with storyline was that like, God, you're blessing the church is growing. People's lives are being changed. We're baptizing people. I always felt like, uh, you know, the real fruit of a ministry is, is looking at what's happening under a person, not necessarily the platform. Oh, that's great. And so there were so many great things happening in people's lives in the life of the church. And, and yet 
I felt like, like, like this is what I felt like. I felt like when, when, when David wanted to build the temple mm-hmm. and he already had the plans drawn mm-hmm. up and God said, no, Solomon's going to build the temple. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had taken my church to the place and God said to me, okay, it was, this has never been your church. It's not your church today. You've taken it as far as I intended you to take it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to bring someone else to take it into the next season. And then that was really an issue for me to get out of the way. Yeah. And let, Boy, let God do his thing. Oh, man. Too. Well, and the thing, the thing that I've realized um, in more recent years of my life is every single church that I left stayed open. Every <laughs> one of them did. They, That's s- hard to believe. Somehow... <laughs> Somehow they yeah, replaced me. Kept on worshiping, and 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 in, and I'm, I'm I've also got a head that they began oh, to flourish. They didn't grow and thrive. Yeah, unbelievable. They, yeah, no, they they would yeah. grow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, we're all interim. There's there's yeah. a next person, even though you're brand new at, at Lifeway. There's a next person. You know, you raise God a tears. really important issue. Yeah. I don't think we talk enough about is how much identity we take out of yeah, our absolutely. jobs. Absolutely, that's true. It was hard yeah. to leave storyline because honestly, when you birth the church, it's different than leaving an established church. I've oh, done both. Both true. are hard. But when you bear the church, you really feel like, wait, this is mine. Yeah. And it's not yours. Mm, yeah. <laughs> if it's yours, if it's built on you, it's wood, hay, and stubble. It's going yeah. away. Yeah. And so a part of, I think, my spiritual growth through that was just letting God have full control. That's so good. That uh, we just, You know, you and I were talking earlier this week about this, I call it the echo. And and now we're, we're in Lifeway now. Uh, no, ben yes. has heard the call. He's here at Lifeway. And you've been in a transition that I had to make when I first came to Lifeway. When I was in a local church, I knew immediately, I, I did this and that happened. It's different sitting in this seat here yeah. at Lifeway, isn't it? Uh, and you just reference it as what brings it to mind that we, in ministry leadership, we often do identify ourselves with the work. You know, I think I was, I've always thought about it this way, Mike. Like there's, there's two types of leader and leaders and like, you know, take old battlefields there's the general that's on the horse the wind is in his hair he's got yeah. a rifle he's lead he's leading the troops uh, you know out there's an exhilaration and adrenaline yeah. that comes with that and then and then there's like maybe a mile back a tent yeah where a guy's looking at maps and deciding which way different troops are going yeah. and both positions are supremely important and yeah. both of them have a unique set of challenges and joys yeah and there's going to be things about being a pastor, like in the yeah. local church, day in, day out, that you just miss. Yeah, you're, you're never going to stop missing them. Yeah. But there's also joys about what I'm getting to do now that I didn't get to, that I didn't get yeah. when I was a pastor. So it's it's just accepting that. I will say this: having lived through your uh, president number four, I think on my list, and I think there's been ten. Uh, every single past president before you've been has struggled exactly with that. Struggled with that. They were called all of the the men that I have served were called to be pastors, yeah. and that was the call in their life. That's what they had done all their lives before God called them to this role. And every one of them struggled the whole time they were in the role here with that, what you're talking about, missing that part of their ministry that they had grown up with. But I think it's, um, I've heard some talk, my, my father, my grandfather, all in the ministry. It's almost a confirmation that this is, you know, God things always take us out of our comfort zone. They're always unexpected. They always turn us in directions that are, that are not the thing our human nature would ever want to do, if that makes any sense. And I think to me, those kinds of things can be a confirmation that this is God you would never want something like that for yourself. You would never choose that direction. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. I think about the great commandment there when you said, you know, God, Jesus said, love God with all your heart and then love people. I feel like 
no matter what job and ministry you're working at, as long as it's about those two things, you're going to be happy. Yeah. yeah as long good. as you that's keep good. loving yeah. the Lord and loving people, yeah. no matter where he puts you, it's going to be fun because loving people and seeing God work at their life is always a joy. I think the times in my life where I've really walked away from the Lord is when I've made it about something besides that. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I think the flexibility is there. I think people sometimes fear. You, let's go back to your question about yeah. switching seats. Yeah. I think sometimes people fear the unknown. But the truth is, as long yeah. as it continues to be out ministering to people, there's joy in that. Yeah, I agree with that. I, you know, in my experience, when I came to Lifeway, uh, Dr. Draper was, was yeah. in the last year of his, his time here when I came. And Dr. Draper is who said it to me, Ben. Uh, he said, Mike, you're a church guy, and you're going to miss the church every day you're here. And then he told me, he said, the day you stop missing the church is probably the day you shouldn't be here. It is that longing to serve the that's church. A, you you had talked word. about that scripture with me earlier this week about that burden, longing mm-hmm. to for the church, the concern for the church uh, really will be a driver. So now that you've been here, you've been here four months, so you've got this whole thing figured out. I'm pretty <laughs> much looking to retire next yeah. year. <laughs> awesome. So. So a couple, we always want our podcast to have some practical application about it. So talk to that guy that's new in his ministry. What are those important things when you looked at the first 90 days? That's a time time frame that there's a famous book about that. And other leaders say first 90 days, how strategic that is. Now you're in month four going into five. What do you now see, not just from this experience, but from your, your life experience, what are those early things that you would say a leader needs to really be thinking about and focus on no matter what the assignment is? Yeah, I really do think that in your first 90 days, whenever you start a new ministry, you, you really do need to sit down with the Lord and say, what are the big things I need to accomplish in this first you know, couple of months? Otherwise, you're just reacting to email, yeah. to phone calls, to texts. If you don't come in kind of knowing, here's what I want to get done, you won't get much done. Mm-hmm. So early on, I sat down and said, okay, here's here's seven things that I just feel like are on my heart that I need to accomplish. One of those is to immerse myself in relational uh, connections with the employees. Yeah. And I did not realize how many people work here. <laughs> <laughs> so trying to get to know... 800 people yeah. in 90 days. In the way that you want to know them, not just their name. But so, you yeah, know as them. you guys know, yeah. for those of you listening, I broke the organization down into 31 subgroups, and my yeah. wife and I had an hour with them where we shared some of our story, our testimony, and then took questions. And I just felt like if everybody could say they at least had an hour with me in an informal environment with yeah. Lindley, that at least they could say he's interested in getting to know me, even though that's not the depth to which. So I wanted to start out with a relational focus, but then also... Other things on my list were, is the current organization designed and structured around my gifts? Like, can I function with the team around me mm-hmm. that currently is in place? Or will that, do I need to shift some things around? So we've been studying that. Then I looked at the mission, vision, and value statements that were on the walls of this building. Mm-hmm. And, and some departments are, are different than other parts. Mm-hmm. And I, I started to think, what would it be like if we could get everybody on the same page? And so we've been going through a process to kind of think through that. So... Whether you're a worship pastor, whether you were a pastor, whether you're going to a new organization, I would say, I, I think, I would go so bold as to say, I think the number one mistake people make is they don't spend enough time listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, pastors who come in and say, yeah. hey, I'm going to make, this church, I'm gonna make this church great. Yeah. Well, that makes it sound like it wasn't great before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I think coming in with humility and just saying, hey, wh- where do you all feel we're going, things are going well, and, yeah. and where do you see the gaps? And people will tell you. Yeah. 
That's so true. a lot of the vision, I think, is already on people's hearts. You just got to draw it out. So that's what we've been trying to do in the in the first part. But I think that that'd be something I'd say. Yeah, the uh, and and you've done that. I I would say these first four months and five going on five months of your leadership, you've been very intentional about opening the flood of communication and wanting to get your own sense. You've you've you come in with perceptions and with what you've heard is true, what you think is true. Right. Some of that's correct, and, and some you, of it's not, and some yeah. of it's not. And you have to before you start pulling levers, you want to verify. You know your yeah. perceptions. You. you want, and, but here's something else that we benefit from, and I would say this to any leader out there, and Brian, you've experienced this as well, that that as a leader that's been here a while, I'm counting on your fresh eyes right. to come in right. and see things that we, we're, we've grown so accustomed yeah. to that we don't even see anymore. I think, I think organizations miss opportunity if they don't allow new leaders to speak to what they already see right off the bat because – uh, a fresh eye can see something that it, it's um, huge. I yeah. tell you, I want to say one of the things I learned from the way you came in here, Ben, and, and Lindley, your whole family, is you started relationally. You were very open. You were very vulnerable. You led us into your family, your life, and, and so many things about those thirty meetings you had, or thirty-one, whatever yeah. it was. The very first beginning parts of that were all very familial and very casual, and you were really breaking down this wall that can exist between employees and chief executive officer. Right. And and it became conversational. And then it was 30, 45 minutes in to where we all feel like we're at a small group at somebody's house. Then you said, what's wrong or what needs to be fixed? What yeah. are the big issues that need to be addressed? And, man, people were saying things yeah. they would never say to the CEO, but you broke – you kind and again, I guess it's something you learned as a pastor in ministry, right? You, you've got to kind of break down those those natural walls that people have to get them to share what's truly in their heart. I appreciate you saying that. I, I do think that I, I'm trying to learn from, you know, I've had experiences where I've been under a person and I see things that are wrong and no, no one ever asked me. Yeah. But I'd love to speak into yeah. it. Yeah. And so I, I just try to think, you know, if I were in their shoes, yeah. how would I want to be treated by a new leader? I just want to would, would want to be asked my opinion and then yeah. do what you want. But at least you've heard me out. Absolutely. right. And so yeah. it's it's hard to do that in an organization this size. But I think um, you guys know this, that the success of Lifeway in the future as we reimagine our future mm-hmm. will be getting everybody rowing this boat together. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, he's talking. Do you so know we're that? not closing. I heard Lifeway was closing. Is that not? <laughs> no. Is that, <laughs> I heard it was just a chain of stores. That's, that's yeah, what I, I heard. I did, so yeah, this is what I, exciting exactly, news for exactly. those of us who have been here. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned row the boat. That the, the football coach, University of Minnesota, that is his mantra for oh, his really? football team. If you see their helmet, you know how they'll have little helmet messages on front yeah. of the helmet. Uh, the University of Minnesota helmet says row. And he he tells his team we're all we're rowing the boat we're that. rowing the boat together and that's and I think there's a relational equity that's what Brian's talking about yeah. it's you 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 make deposits before you start making withdrawals that's you're going to have to write some checks they're they're coming there are going to be some things that God wants to do differently if God didn't want anything to be changing and and evolving he wouldn't have changed our leader that's right but we have a new leader there are going to be some checks that are going to be have to be written but you're making deposits I, first. let me give you a story on that from wor- from yeah. worship please do when i first became the pastor at inglewood we had an early service that was different than the last two services and the early service was dying the last two, ser- two services were growing so we're in this controversial issue here about yeah. mm-hmm. and uh my worship pastor bradley gray he he started to I knew bradley 
regularly invest in the people involved in that eight o'clock service. Yeah. And really, instead of coming in saying, hey, we need to change the service, he just really began to grow relationships there and mm-hmm. spent the time yeah. to appreciate them. And then when we made that transition, which we needed to make, it was so less painful. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think sometimes we're just not wise about how I people agree. work. Uh, that we have to build some relational capital before we start asking them to to make changes that are painful. I agree, and Ben, you've done that. I, I, uh, I the way I say that very often, and I, sometimes I say, I, I wish I could go back and do my first three churches over, <laughs> because I, I didn't do that in my early churches. I was all about what we're gonna be and not really paying enough attention uh-huh. about who's there and building the relational equity with them. But I, toward the end of the time I served on church staff, I, I would say this phrase quite often. I would say to people, if, you're, if, you, if you can't yet believe in what I'm doing, can you believe in what I'm trying to do? And if you'll let me buy you a cup of coffee, I'd love to tell you what I'm trying to do and yeah. get your feedback into that. And I remember those conversations. Uh, and some of those conversations I look back on, and they become some of the richest relationships I had with anybody in those churches were the people I was willing to sit down with and hear them out and, and try to make that connection. That's good. Because you, you've got to trust a leader before you, before you can yeah. go all in and row together. Well, in the audience we're yeah. talking to today, we all know it, the, the subjectivity around music. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is a difficult job to make everybody happy with yeah. music and so the the relationships you form across the board oh my gosh really do create the atmosphere for our differences to be able to live no question and so well that, and and here's what i learned to do um is that instead of avoiding the end of the hall where those classes are that hate what i'm doing mm-hmm. <laughs> I, the, I i found myself on sunday's spending my day on that end of the hall right building those relationships learning those names uh, connecting personally with those people and i found out that that i had a lot more credibility and influence over the people i i, I brian's heard me say this so much he, he could probably say it but you have no right to influence anyone you're not willing to serve yeah and if you're not willing if you want to influence someone and and lead them you got to get a towel and a basin that's the way jesus that's right. did it and Ben, I've seen you do that in your first oh, five months that. here. And uh, what we want to do, Brian, I guess yeah. we need to bring. We're not going to let him out of here yet. No, no, so no. We're we've still got to talk about part leading two, creatives. Yeah. And we're going to talk about leading creatives and get some more of your vision for where we're headed with Lifeway. Because Brian and I really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Guess I better come up with a plan at the break. Yeah, you should. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'd love to hear from you. Email us, as you always do, worship at lifeway.com. We'd like to know um, what questions you might want us to ask our new leader, uh, things you've learned when you've taken over new ministries and what hey, God Brian, has taught I'm you. I'm going to interrupt you here. Please. Uh, you're talking about email us? I got an email today from somebody listening to our podcast. Worship at lifeway.com, in right? U- in Uganda. Yeah, we get them from all over the world. So, Isn't that crazy? So my brother in Uganda, I'm saying hello to you right now. When you hear this, write me again and make sure you... you Absolutely. And what cool. I love, Mike, what's so precious as we get prayer requests yep. uh, from all over the world, churches here in the United States and around the world. So please continue to send those prayer requests to us. The Lifeway Worship Team wants to pray for you specifically for your ministry. So let us know how we can do that. You can also engage at worshiplife.com, which is where you'll find all the blog content. You can link to the podcast there and you can engage with each other in the conversation about worship and you'll find great articles there. And then on social media, you can always find us, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, or wherever you'd like to engage and talk about worship and church and music ministry. We'll be there as well. Until next time, for Mike Harlan, this is Brian Brown saying thanks for joining us on the Worship Life podcast with Mike Harlan. We'll be back to talk about worship and music and ministry very soon. Mm-hmm.